What is good, Defenders? And yes, we are back. You are hearing a mostly healthy, but more importantly, COVID-free scarf, J.R. Liebert. That's me. And we are back for episode 178 with most of my voice of the most LAFC podcast on earth. That's right. Defenders of the bank sitting here in world famous. Oh man, does it feel good to say that? Fill a monster studios for like the 125th time or so. I am about, uh, let's see, my arm stretches about four feet or so as I lean this way and I just touched his broad shoulders. That is one Christian Philly Philemon, the voice of the Ontario Fury and black and gold faithful everywhere. Yo, 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 Defenders, 48 days at the time of this recording since we last sat down Jesus. in World Famous Phila Monster Studios. Are you saying Jesus because I'm screaming in your ear and you're no. not used to it? No, or that's Jesus has been that long. Time. Oh, yeah, it has that been is... a long time. 48, that's longer than Lent. <laughs> no doubt. Have you given anything up since then? I Yes, my liver. <laughs> oh, you said you were COVID negative. You're, you're positive, right? I, yes, I have All taken right. two tests in the last couple of days. I don't feel great, Defenders Nation. And you can probably, I sound a lot more like your, uh, your play-by-play man at Ontario Fury, Jonathan Reimer, right now than I do myself. But look, I... Shout out Defenders. to my boy, the doctor. What After up, Doc? Dark. Yeah, no, Philly, it, look, it feels great to be back here in world-famous Philly Monster Studios. I brought most of my voice, like I've said, and 48 days, really, 48 days. Yeah, man, it was the Colorado Rapids game Jeez. where, what a turn-and-burn trip that was for us. Oh. We, we did the pregame and the postgame show with 110. Thank you, we 110. hopped a flight back to L.A., and we recorded that night, yeah. which was an exhausting and sad, depressing night. And who would have thought that 48 days later, we would be back in here trying to give a, a recap episode. We got a lot of stuff oh, to man. talk about. And Dude, it's been so long. You know how the Apple iPhone, like if you don't use an app for a period of time, you yes. got to reinstall it. Yes. I had to reinstall my LAFC app today. Okay. That's so how long I, it has been. I also got a new iPhone in the midst of the last 48 days. No I upgraded way. to the 13 Pro. Thank you, Verizon. I appreciate that. Did you get the $1,000 credit? I, I got not, well, they don't do the $1,000 credit. They gave me a six, because I already have an account and I wasn't opening up a new, there was a whole thing. I was a little pissed I didn't get the $1,000 credit. Believe me. But I got a $650 credit and I turned in my old phone for 400 bucks. So essentially, I got $1,050 but I still had to pay like 500 bucks, but whatever. So where's the deal there? Look, it's not $1,499. It was 500 bucks. Fair enough. That's all I got. That's all I got. Look, Philly, at least in the last 48 days, not, not much has happened in the world of LAFC. I don't think, right? (laughs) Not, not a lot. Um, let's see. We, we, we don't have a coach. I don't think we have a starting goalkeeper. We don't. We didn't finish with a with a winning season. We no. We got blasted by Colorado. We uh. We don't have probably the most important player in our team's history. I'll say it, El Profe. Um. Let's see. We do have a couple of MLS Cup winners now, which is great. Tis true. Uh, we might have a second team in the U.S. Open Cup later on. That'll be fun. And and hey, for you, the regular season has kicked off in MASL. Yeah, and, and and that's a wrap, Defenders. We pretty much talked about everything that we're going to talk about. We'll see you guys back in 2022 for episode 179. The All conclusion right. of this past 2021 season, it sucked. Thank you very much, and we appreciate <laughs> you listening to Defenders of the Bank. Reminds me of the, the suck cut in Wayne's World. Well, it certainly does suck. That was that was the 5-2 game ending. And But I look, you got kind of a cool badge there from Colorado when we went. Look, honestly, we had an incredible trip. Thank you to 110 Football for allowing us to come along to Colorado with you guys doing the pre and post. You mentioned it. Uh, that was that was incredible. Philly, 
The other thing that I want to make sure we mention, as we are already four minutes in and I've talked very little about anything LAFC so far, we got a new toy. And by I say we, I mean, your wife gave us a new toy. Well, I, let, let, let's be fair. I mean, she's a third of the Defenders uh, media company. With No, 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 a third, technically. Well, actually, no, you could say two thirds in terms of podcasts. In terms of podcasts, because she's part of Angel City Chase. Right? So that makes her part of one podcast. And then she is part of Striking Fury with me. So she's part of another. So she does two thirds of the podcast, but she does represent, you know, about 25%. But this is California community property laws. Larry, you're a lawyer. You, you could talk to me about that stuff later on. But, you know, she did this for her just as much as she did for us. And looking at this thing, it is pretty darn cool. I know, shout out to Jerry Jimenez, the OG podfather, he turned me on to this roadcaster thing. It's got a lot of fun blinky lights. And, and Scarf pressed a button or I two did. accidentally. Scarf, why don't you press one of those buttons? Yeah. Let's see if this works. Look, these are the preloaded. Well, there's eight buttons on here that we could put, like, you know, saved sounds and everything. And by the way, Phil, you got to go back and check your math on that whole percentage thing earlier on. But that's fine. Uh, I'm going to press the, the light blue aqua button, and here's what we get. We got a rim shot, which is kind of fun. And then Philly, when he wants to, I think he can have his own laugh track. There's that. Where's That's... the one when Philly makes a mistake and you all want to laugh at me? Yeah, there, yeah, there it is. All right. So, <laughs> by the way, we're not going to become as much of a morning zoo radio show as you all are hoping. But we definitely will have a couple of these planned out before we do our next episode. But yeah. May, may I call the first button out? Yes. Rather than us say it, the millions. And millions. Yeah, we press the button. And of course, because we're so darn forgetful. We don't have we, that done yet. No, no, we don't have it done yet. But another one, that 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 wait. What? what? <laughs> we couldn't even get it right there. So 48 days without a practice. This oh. is kind of stuff that and, happens. And I, look, again, guys, I, I don't feel nearly as bad as I sound. <laughs> but Lies. I, but I sound terrible. So there you go. Yeah, look. That was kind of we, fun. We got a new toy, which is a lot of fun. Thank you to Panda for giving us the roadcaster. Uh, but again, I'm COVID negative, so we're good. Uh, look, let's start out with an old staple of the podcast. It'll be a quick one this day in LAFC history. We are recording this. This is like one of the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. It is only 9.45 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> Jesus, really? On <laughs> You're Sunday. in so much trouble now that I got to figure that out. Oh my God, Philly's got buttons to play with now. <laughs> it's like what Schmitty's world is every day. Uh, Sunday, December 26th. That is right, one day after Christmas. And we hope you all had a wonderful black and gold Christmas and that you all checked out the poem written by yours truly, The Scarf. It was the night before Christmas, the black and gold version. If you haven't, come on over to our YouTube page at Defenders of the Bank on YouTube and you can watch the entire thing that I recorded with my phone straight up instead of sideways like you're supposed to when you post to YouTube. Anyways, Sunday, December 26th, and uh, we got a couple of things for this day in LAFC history. First, on the 27th in 2018, Laurent Simon makes his return to Major League Soccer after a stint in France. Toronto signing him with the number one spot in the allocation ranking. Welcome back to a very short-lived stint for Toronto for Laurent Simon, one of our first captains and obviously one of the architects of the greatest moments in Bank of California Stadium history and Philly. In just four days, it'll be Latif's birthday. Happy birthday, Latif Blessing, born on the 30th of December in 1996. And Philly, I'm going to ask you to tag in for a little bit because that is this day in LAFC history and my voice is already shot. 
Yeah, you sound like you just sang uh, like an opera. You need to not wash. Well. No, not well, but you need to wash. You know, wash it down with a little bit of that water, uh, a little bit of that adult beverage that we got going on. Ma- but yeah, mainly so water, mainly water. Ha- happy birthday to Latif Blessing again. We've got so many things to talk about, so many, and this is going to be our end of season wrap up episode. There will not be any additional Defenders of the Bank episodes being recorded in the year. The year of the what? What, what year are we in? 2021 is what? Is it a monkey, a cow? What year oh, is this? Here, let me let me hit the Google while... Uh, well, fair uh, enough. So once he figures out what animal of the year we're in, this is going to be our last pod. And I just got to say, hey, look, thank you so much for, for sticking with us. It's been a really tough time for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons. But for the millions... And millions. Y'all stuck it out with us for several more episodes. And look, next season, we're going to be hitting 200 episodes. And on top of that, something I, I, I didn't mention, and we didn't really pat ourselves on the back with this. Bro, we are three years old. It's been three years <laughs> yes, since we, we started yeah. this little podcast, and it's grown to be a podcast aired in 86 or 88, I don't know, countries, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads. Like, we continue to grow, and we've done a lot of really cool things. And while the team didn't necessarily have a very good season, Defenders of the Bank had a pretty darn good year. Oh, we, yeah. We, we established a relationship with, with Vince and Connor and everybody over at 110. We did a, a dozen or so pregame and postgame shows with them, which was really cool. We got to air out our chops in front of a camera. So we can't continuously say that face only built for radio because we have been on the camera. So for us, in terms of our little podcast, we we, we have grown. And now that we've uh, you know kind of established ourselves a little more, we want to bring back merch. We want to do more things, and I feel like we've promised you all so many different things that we haven't come through on. Twenty twenty two is going to be great, my friend. By the way. Say goodbye to the year of the ox. That is what we are leaving. <laughs> Shout out to our buddy Ox. Hey, this this ox. was your year, bro. Uh, 2022 year of the tiger. Hey, this this could be much. Oh, I I have the tiger, but yeah, I like it. Okay, cool. I dig it. Uh, Look, very excited. Philly, we have so much to talk about in terms of LAFC news and notes. Uh, I am, I am just trying to find real quick. Uh, how many countries we have been listening well, to? Well, while you do that, defenders, yes, yes. uh, this is going to be the only time I get to do this while y'all are listening. And I just wanted to say happy, <sighs> spilled all over me. Happy New Year's. You, you did to, find to, a way to spill that, even though you were holding it in a can. On my schmitty pants. That's good. right. Thanks to my mother-in-law, Cindy, I am wearing schmitty pants. Pajama pants branded with my cat's face on them. Philly, you sold us short by one country. We are at 80 Nine. Oh, countries. sweet. What's what's the new one? I'd have to. Go I mean, I know. I, I know. I think. Well, let's we see. We've got. We've got. The, these are the ones that I've had one play so far. Ready? This will be fun for all of our listeners. Uh, we have South Korea, Lithuania, Algeria, Slovenia, Saint Vincent, and the Grenadines. I love their work. They they were there a while ago, yep. though. Haiti, Bolivia, Guadeloupe. Kenya, Dominican Republic, Aruba, Indonesia, Zimbabwe, Albania, Ghana, Iraq, Nigeria, Qatar, Ecuador, and Tanzania. Albania is the new one. I, everybody else I, I sort of recognized. Albania is is the. I is always one. remember Albania from the Animaniacs country songs. My best friend was Albanian, and he always liked to tout the fact that there's nothing more lethal than a two-headed eagle, and that's the flag of it, Albania. Is he red dead? with what? Is he dead? No, so but he's still Albania. Well, yes, but, but I haven't talked to him in a while, so it's past tense. Oh, All right, we, we've given the millions and nothing millions. nothing to hang on to as far as LAFC news is concerned. Maybe we're just beating around the bush because, right. well, 
It's been a bit of a day, but we should get cracking into it. We've got omissions and additions, and we should start with some of that. Yeah, look, we anticipate this episode on being a relatively long one, although if you listen to our stuff, you know we record for at least an hour most of the time. So let's get into the big names that, unfortunately, that that's the worst tweet when you see it and you read it, where it says, part of our history, and... Uh, in my opinion, Philly, easily the biggest of the names that we lost this offseason, at least so far, is El Profe, Edward Atuesta. Since coming to LAFC in February of 2018, it's safe to say that no player has been more important to LAFC's system than Edward Atuesta. Of course, Carlos Vela might be more talented, and players like Latif and Dio might be more loved by some of the fans, and Chicho is definitely our newest star, and more on him in a little bit. But it was Edward Atuesta. That uh, really was the man in our system. On December 13th, Edward Atuesta was transferred to Brazilian Serie A side Palmeiras. And while Palmeiras might not be the biggest club name in the world, they've won the last two Copa Libertadores, in addition to finishing in fourth place in the 2020 Club World Cup and Philly. This is going to be a club that will be a force to be reckoned with over the next few seasons. So sad that we have lost Edward Atuesta, 111 matches, according to Transfer Market, in black and gold, nine goals, 23 assists. But of course, that's not the story. It's the grit. It's the play and the midfield. It's the way that he really orchestrated the offense. They called him the straw that stirs the drink at LAFC. And you know what, Philly? That's going to be a loss that we're going to feel for quite some time. I mean, no doubt. One of the club's all-time statistical leaders, second in assists with 23, third in games played, third in games started, third in minutes played, and third in shots. Not only that, but obviously he, he helped us to that 2019 Supporter Shield. I will never forget that day we played the Houston Dynamo, the yep. Fantas, the Orange Crush, yep. and he had that free kick curler that we happened to catch on camera. That was one hell of a golasso. It was incredible. He, he he scored a total of seven career regular season goals. Uh, this is LAFC statistic. You already talked about that. Uh, he, he scored multiple times in the playoffs. He yeah. came up big. Yeah. And we've only had four playoffs games. He scored twice. So 50% of the time we were in the playoffs, he did his thing. And let's not forget that during his tenure with LAFC, he captained Columbia's U-20 team at the South American Championships and played for the U-23 in the Olympic qualifying matches. Um, Palmeiras, you, you said it earlier, big club. They were poking at at uh, Edward last season and we thought it was just a rumor but once those rumors started happening again we figured it was going to be a done deal good for him I really would have anticipated him going over to Europe because we knew there were a lot of European clubs which we are not allowed to mention that were sniffing around but obviously we wish him all the best. We got to hang out with him in Ontario. He he was so generous in hanging out with us the Fury. He uh, Him and Eddie Segura definitely took, took a hand off with it, a shot. Yeah, for those those people listening right now, why don't you regale us with that tale? Because I would say oh, that's probably geez. one of your better moments in 2021. One of my one of my favorite moments in 2021 after the match, uh, they they came out Eddie Segura and Edward Atuesta. They came out to this is early on in the MASL season last year or this, no, it was the this finals year, this year. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's it was right, the finals, right. my man. It was the finals. Oh my god, that's right. It was the finals, and uh, it was one of those things where they stuck around after the match. And, and there was nobody else in Toyota Arena. It was like you, me, Jonathan, Edward Atuesta, Eddie Segura, Liz, and uh, Panda and Nina, I think. And and they started kicking around the ball. You know, they were having a good time on the indoor turf. I don't think either of them had seen a uh, at least an MASL game before, an indoor soccer league game before. 
And, you know, I saw them kind of, you know, passing the ball back and forth. And, and I didn't even say anything. I just, like an idiot, trotted over in between the pipes there. <laughs> and they looked and they were like, you good? And I was like, yeah, sure. Come on, go ahead and take a couple shots. And the first shot that Eddie Segura took, by the way, was a full force, just absolute blast of a shot. And and it it winged well over my head off of the plexiglass behind the goal. And I thought, I've made a very, very, very bad decision. What am I doing in goal? Practically fatal. Yeah, it was not great. And so, you know what? They they took a couple shots on goal. Thank, thank you both, Eddie and Edward, for not actually trying to put one in on goal as hard as they possibly could. But I will say the, the highlight of the trip was, a, to my left, a diving save with just my left hand punching the ball away at the very last second, or at least, you know, putting my hand in the way of a very hard shot. I could not feel my hand for about 30 minutes after no gloves, no anything else. I'm like an idiot, just trotted on in goal. And after that save on Edward Rock West, I just slowly walked away from goal. I was like, thanks guys. That was, that was great. I'm going to go ice my pride and my hand. Thank you so much. <laughs> Did you get I hit in the nuts? It. What do you mean? Hit your no, pride? no, 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 no. I just, I have no voice right now, dude. Huh. I, this is awful. So yeah, look, it was a moment that I'll never forget. And Edward Atuesta, dude, like, I don't know that his importance can be overstated to this club. I think that, you know, when you are building your system, that center midfielder that drives the bus, that drives the engine, I think that there's no player more important than that center midfielder and obviously number 20, Edward Atuesta, El Profe. In my opinion, I'll say this over and over and over again, best center midfielder in Major League Soccer. I am so excited to see how he does in Palmeiras. But the thing is, Philly... When you're building a new system, you likely start at the top with a new coach. And that was the other huge piece of news that came out in this offseason. So look, maybe they made the move to move Edward Atuesta on because whoever that next coach is going to be, Jesse Marsh, please, whoever that next coach is going to be, they're going to be able to shop for the groceries for a midfielder. But what that does mean, Philly, is that the Bob Bradley era at LAFC is over. And there's a substantial amount of people that are, are thrilled about this. There's several others that aren't entirely thrilled about this. Like and this me. is one and this is one of those, well, be careful what you wish for right. and ask for because right. you might get it. Uh, while some people rejoiced, uh, others were in dismay. And fact of the matter is we've been without a coach pretty much since November the 18th. That was the day the decision was made where Bob and LAFC parted ways. He played. He had 142 matches with LAFC, 68 wins, 34 draws, 40 losses. Bob, no doubt, did his thing, instilled his work, his character, his philosophy into this club, and Bob was a big part of why we were successful. There's some knuckleheads out there who think, well, we weren't successful, that we didn't succeed in the way that a t an expansion team like LAFC should have. I mean, I, I'm not here to like fight that. I'm just here to disagree and say, look, he did what he did, and obviously we came so close but in the world of trophies, either you have them or you don't. Yep. And the only thing we got was a supporter shield. But he did give us quite a bit to be excited about. There was a lot of positive things that he brought in to our club and our franchise. And uh, obviously, we wish him well. He's going to be reunited with his son uh, in Toronto. And from what I'm hearing, perhaps maybe even Raheem Edwards. <laughs> we'll, we'll see shortly. And Laurent Simon, by the way, unless uh, 
Is he still coaching? Is he? I know he's he's a coach on that side. Well, right? well, well I don't know, but they might, the two might be reunited. But either way, we we wish Bob the Builder all the best. I was in the Bob in camp. You were in the Bob in camp. Yes, sir. Uh, I think we said it very blatantly on the one ten post game show against Colorado. Like, who the f is going to replace him? Uh, we were wrong, but we'll see. The thing that makes me nervous, man. Yeah, is it's look February twenty sixth is our home opener against Colorado. <laughs> yeah, that's right around the corner. And John Thorrington stated in a public forum that he was there was going to be you know tweaking of the roster. We're still going to maintain the same things, yada yada yada. Right. I I don't think the word tweaking was the correct term to use because we don't have a coach. We don't have Edward Atsuesta. We 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 got rid of a couple of other players, <laughs> well, which we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about keeper in a little bit too. Yeah, keepers. We we have one right now. It's uh we're right around the corner from a season. Decisions are being made. The idea is to continue with the same kind of system and the same kind of philosophy. But this what's going on, and we I'd like to get your opinion yeah. too i'm kind of thinking and we heard a lot of big names game getting tossed around i'm thinking we're going to keep somebody internally because we are getting very very close to a start of the season and we don't have anybody that we know of obviously the people in the front office know but sure if we're just tweaking this doesn't seem like tweaking it seems like a big big overhaul and we have nothing to, to fall upon well, with the season right around the corner yeah let's let's think about it here first you know what bob brought resounding success maddening failures and you know, at times the most exciting brand of offense in Major League Soccer. Uh, LAFC averaged over two goals a game, a very LA 213, 2.13 goals per match in the Bradley era, and a very scarf like plus 83 goal differential over the course of his matches. That's the year he was born. Yeah, I'm, I'm younger than him. Uh, so I, I think what you're looking at is a brand of attacking football that was one of, if not the best, in Major League Soccer over the last four seasons. And look, Philly, you and I talked about this. If you're, he's 63, Bob Bradley, right? So, I mean, is he going to coach till he's 70? Sure, maybe that's seven more years, right? But he was given the the full reins to the kingdom over there in Toronto. He's both head gaffer and sporting director. Pretty right? good opportunity. Yeah, and look, when you get to shop for the groceries and coach them, I mean, that's pretty cool, especially when one of those players is your son. And a lot has been said about Michael Bradley and and how his career is kind of winding down a little bit. First thing that they did, and I don't think this had anything to do with Bob Bradley, is they kind of jettisoned Josie Altidore over there in Toronto, which is going to be kind of interesting to see where he lands this next season. But you're asking Bob Bradley to not kind of jump at the opportunity to both coach his son and kind of ride off into the coaching sunset doing so. Because I think this last job as sporting director and as coach, I think this last, this job might be his last, I should say. Um, Even if he decides to stay on as sporting director and then just hire a new coach after he's done something, you know, we'll see uh, what happens with Bob Bradley in the future. But I will say this, there are a couple of very big names out there that have been bandied about. Uh, I, for one, would love to see a guy like Jesse Marsh, come in and coach. I think, you know, he, he got kind of a raw deal at Red Bull Leipzig. They moved him up from Salzburg and didn't really give him the opportunity. I think they, they loaned out a couple of his best players, sold off another one. And they're like, okay, be successful and be an American. And and most, <laughs> most people don't like either of those things when you don't have the, the players that he did. 
he he was very good with young talent, and I think that's another big thing. He coached what Tyler Adams and and I think what Brendan Aronson and a couple others while he was out there. So I really like Jesse Marsh as an option. Uh, newsflash, though, I am not the soccer formation guy here for LAFC, so I, I have no idea who they'll bring in. I kind of hope it's a guy like Jesse Marsh. I think though that if you look at the direction that MLS is trending in, uh, we'll talk about NYCFC for just a second here. I mean, they brought in, was it Ronnie D'Elia, right? Yep. He was a interim coach for much of the season. And then, you know, they City Football Group really put their entire weight of the organization behind him. They supported him. And, and he wound up taking them to an MLS title. We've seen interim coaches and younger coaches and smaller names, people you might not know that are on the radar, take their teams to really high heights. I mean, look at Robin Frazier, who didn't really have much coaching experience to begin with. He took Colorado to number one in the West. You've got not everybody is a Bruce Arena, right? I mean, Bruce Arena did what Bruce Arena should be doing. He beat the pants off of everybody in the regular season. But unfortunately, like many people hate in MLS, there are playoffs, right? It's so, the curse of the supporter shield. Yeah, there you go. So uh, look, uh, as much as I would love to to bring somebody in that's a huge name, I'm going to say this. You know, we've, we've talked about Jesse Marsh. They've talked about several. I think John was down there interviewing someone from Ecuador not too long ago. They talked about a couple different coaches from Liga Emekis. And obviously it'd be nice to to lure one of those big coaches away. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that. I also, I'm going to say this, Philly. I don't think, and I don't know, I, I have no insider information. Uh, I don't think it will be Ante Razov. I don't think that it will be Steve Trundolo. Uh, I don't think that it will be Kenny Arena or Mike Sorber or anybody currently on the staff. Uh, I think it'll be a name that maybe isn't the biggest name, but is... Someone who's ready to maybe implement their own system with a center midfielder replacing a guy like Edward Atuesta is never easy, but maybe they've got an idea of who they want to do there. Look, no insider information at all. I have no idea, but I just don't think it's going to be a big name. You know, we, we like we talked about, there have been the, the Ronnie Delias of the world, the interim coaches of the world. I, I think that that uh, it'll be a smaller name, maybe somebody we haven't heard of, but somebody who runs a system much the way that Bob did, that is a very free flowing attacking system. Could be a lot of fun, but I know Philly, I, I believe you're in the camp that is going to be somebody on the inside. We're getting really close to the start of the season. It's it's almost the year 2022. I imagine and anticipate we will be having an exhibition game at some point with somebody in January. Our home opener is February 26th against the Colorado Rapids, a day in which we're not only going to tailgate, go yep. to an LAFC game, but you and I are going to go see the Islanders play the Kings. Yeah. And so my thought is this. They probably interviewed people. They've probably reached out to several for others. Sure. There's look for anybody to think that they're not doing anything because they don't care. That's just a stupid, naive thing to think. There's no doubt they're trying to replace and fill that role as much as fast as possible. But with time running out, with the decisions being made by the front office and John Thorrington, I am beginning to think that they're going to place somebody internally for a time period, give him maybe a trial basis. Could it be? Could it be Kenny? Because he's still listed on there. It could be Ante. Yeah, yeah. It could be possibly. It could be Steve. Uh, and regardless of how y'all feel about it, that's one thing. But I think that's what's going to happen. Somebody internal is going to be coming and filling in for Bob's role because we are getting far too close to the start of the 2022 season. That's my take. Yeah. You're on the opposite side of the yeah. fence. Let's just see who gets this one right. Yeah, look, you mentioned days that you're kind of circling on the calendar. I know February 26th is clearly one of those as your Islanders that are in last place, I think. 
There you go. It's uh, sad, man. Nowhere to go but up, right? Is that? There's only one place to go. There you go. Where do the stairs go, right? They go up. They go up. There you go. Uh, I've circled another date on the calendar, and that's my birthday. That's right. LAFC have been kind enough to schedule a match on my birthday. And Philly, we're going to get to see an old friend of ours, the greatest super draft pick in LAFC history, Tristan Blackman. Look, unprotected in the 2021 MLS expansion draft, Tristan Blackman was definitely one of the players most pundits predicted would get drafted by FC Charlotte, or as we say, the new home of Al Rate. Well, the pundits were right. FC Charlotte selected Tristan with the fourth pick in the expansion draft and then traded him. That's right. They traded him to the Vancouver Whitecaps for $475,000 in GAM over the course of two years. By the way, TAM isn't a thing anymore, right? It's all GAM, I think now is how it works. I don't even know. I have to go back and ask Vince LaRosa about that. But Tristan is, of course, without a doubt, the best super draft pick in LAFC history. Pick number three overall in our first ever draft, 2018, after Joao Moutinho, number one, who is currently playing for Orlando FC, and for Thomas Hilliard Arce in number two, who was picked uh, out of Stanford and promptly retired two years later. Oh, he after. did. You you mentioned that on a pod not yeah. too long ago this and, season. Uh, yeah, and he watched Zlatan Ibrahimovic warm up as he was with the Galaxy and thought, I'm never going to be able to do this, and I'm 5'4", so I'm out. That's it. He retired. <laughs> Tristan played in 79 total matches for LAFC, scoring twice, registering six assists, and he logged over 5,400 minutes in black and gold across all competitions. And look, he was also a really fun social media follow, a top-notch dude. I I wish all the best for Tristan, and I have a feeling he is going to get a resounding ovation from the 22,000 that are inside Bank of California Stadium and the millions. And millions. Across the bank of the uh, LAFC black. Black and gold uh, fan base. It's going to be really interesting welcoming Tristan back to the bank on my birthday, March 20th. So birthdays. All right. If we're going to talk about birthday matches, and I, I got a couple of scheduled uh, that we're going to talk about, but yep. my birthday, we're going to be playing Charlotte's at, at the bank. CLTFC. I'll leave it to your imagination to figure out they how we pronounce CLT. games on both our birthdays? Yeah, so we have plenty to celebrate uh, this, this season. Thanks, so LAFC. We're going to see Vancouver, and then we're going to see Charlotte uh, for uh, each of our respective birthdays. That means we're going to hang out with Outrate. Uh, hopefully he makes that trip. We certainly know he's not going to be in Austin, but Scarf, away days this year is going to be bonkers. Ugh. March the 12th, we're heading down to... Uh, Bienvenido, are, are, Miami. Are, are, we, are we heading down to Miami? Party in the city where the heat is on, on that on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome We're to going Miami. to Miami. Oh, bienvenidos, a Miami. All right, we need to go. We're taking. That's going to be a fun road trip. We're we're taking another really wait, long trip. Wait, 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 wait. Road trip to Miami. No, no. Well, well, it's 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 a figure. Oh, it's away figure days. speech. Away days. Away days. But go. but but then we are going to take a very long trip yes. down the highway because on on April the 9th we're playing the Galaxy. So that's another you know away day yeah. as far as we're concerned because we've always jokingly said it's not part of L.A. It ha, is not. Ha, ha. They have their own transit system that they're restarting in the month of January. And by the way, way, it still stinks down there. Oh. <laughs> Dude, no joke. Um, <laughs> the, I, I got a story to tell you about. Oh that. my god! All right, so here here's the thing, you guys. 
we're, we we went to the USA Bosnia Herzegovina match, which was kind of cool. It was a, a late one nothing victory for Team USA. That was really fun to watch. It was the what international debut of who who debuted that match for us? Uh, was it Cade Cowell? Cade, Cade Cowell, Cowell came in. Yeah, that was right. Cade Cowell made his debut among other players. There was another kid. Um, oh God, what was the eighteen year old's name? Was it Paredes? Kevin Paredes of DC United. Oh, Gomez, Gomez. Oh yeah, Gomez, yeah. Gomez from DC United. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, we got to see a couple debuts. I look for those of you guys that don't know Christian Philly Philemon. If he were a boxer, his name would be Gaseous Clay. All right, because he he has a a very well a working jerk. sphincter. Um, you he, should be one to talk. You hot box Philemon's studios before we hit record. I did, but that yeah, was Gaseous Clay. I'm offended. That was pretty good, right? Gaseous yeah, Clay. It's gaseous, good. like Cassius. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, I, I understand. Yeah. So uh, it's a pun on because you fart a lot is what I'm saying. So. Well, I'm, I'm driving us both down uh, up to spot, Carson. Huh? I'm, I'm driving us both down. And I no joke, everybody, we are driving down, what is that, Victoria Boulevard, right? Victoria Block. We're, we're driving down Victoria's Secret Road. And and I, I literally turned to Phil and I go, dude, did you seriously just fart right now? And he was like, no, I think, I think that's just Carson. I kid you not, guys, all the stories, for those of you that have not been down to Carson and experienced this, just drive down near Cal State Dominguez Hills. It's awful. Philly, it's awful. Th- thank you for that. And I was mildly offended. And I, I, I don't know, like I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe something seeped through, you know, you know, the term never trust a fart, whether it be loud or silent. But I know for a fact that it wasn't me. Once we rolled down the window, it was like, ah, it's the town. But yeah, I was I was mildly offended by that. But you know, going back to some of our away days, uh, and by the way, hopefully Carson gets that thing figured out before please, April. Please. But uh, Nash Vegas, baby, July seventeenth, Nash yes. Vegas. I went to college a couple of hours from Nashville, so when it came to any kind of like fraternity or, or sorority function, we were always in Nash Vegas. Y'all want a couple of recommendations? Make sure you DM Philly or Defenders of the Bank if you're into country music. The CBGB of Nashville has to be Tootsie's. So many acts got their start there. Really cool bar. We'll talk about that later. But then we got Austin, August 26th. And bro, Decision Day. Walker Zimmerman back at the bank October 9th. And so the season starts early, but the season is going to end early. Why? Because we have a very big global football phenomenon occurring at the end of the year called... The U.S. Open Cup? That's, That's not it. No, that's not it. it. The World Cup. The World Cup. That one's just as big. You're right. Yeah. Slightly bigger, Scarf. Look. Slightly bigger. I, only a little. So here's the deal, you guys. Uh, the United States is ranked 11th currently in FIFA's. Above rankings. Germany. One spot above Germany, which was shocking. And a couple spots, by the way, above El Tri, And that'll ruffle some feathers out there. Yikes. Uh, but look, there's a very real shot that the United States is going to qualify for the World Cup, which number one is news. And uh, I I am predicting it right now, Philly. The United States is going to make it out of the round robin stages in to the knockout rounds, the round of 16. I'm calling it right now. Okay, I'm I'm calling it. I think and it won't be on the backs of Ricardo Pepe. It won't. I think Ricardo Pepe is great. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch, but it's it's going to be somebody else. It's going to be a Pulisic, a Weston McKinney. It's going to be a, a a Eunice Musa or one of those guys. It's going to be such a fun last bit of qualifying. U.S. I believe currently top of the table with Canada and Mexico both at our heels. It's going to be so much fun. Top two, right? Top two or top three? Top three. 
qualify for the World Cup, I think. Am I right? Top, top, top two, and there's going to be a playoff for That's the third right. spot. That's right. That's what it is. So, yeah, Philly, very excited about the World Cup. Very excited about 2026 when the World Cup will be in Los Angeles. Oh, be so much older then. So we, yeah, you will. Um, so we, uh, we did a little, a little zig. We're going to zag back on. You guys know, uh, seamless segues with defenders of the bank here. Uh, Pablo Cisniega, Pablo Cisniega. We talked about FC Charlotte. We talked about your, your birthday game there, Philly. Uh, we may get a chance to see San Pablo in keeper at bank of California stadium. However, he just won't be wearing, what is it? The green or the pink or the whatever color for LAFC orange. Sure. Orange oranges. Uh, it's no secret that the biggest position of frustration over the course of our club's history is certainly keeper was supposed to be what Buba Lopez, right? In 2018, then maybe Tyler Miller or Pablo Cisniega, then Kenneth Vermeer, maybe even Tomas Romero. The best genes of any keeper we've had so far, though, by far. His parents were both Olympians. Must defenders. be the family of Pablo Cisniega. His father, Ivar, was a three-time Olympian representing Mexico in the modern pentathlon in 1980, 1984, right here in Los Angeles, and 1988. And his mother, Christina, was a two-time Olympic high jumper, also representing Mexico. So what you're telling me is he's the least athletic in his family. Jeez, I mean, it's like Nomar Garcia Parra, right? Or uh, who's the other one? We're about, Carrasco. Uh, Zach Ertz, he's another one. Carrasco. Right? The, yeah, Servando so that, Carrasco, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, look, it never worked out for Pablo at LAFC. He did, by the way, start matches in three different seasons, 2019, 2020. And 2021 for LAFC. Uh, he won a total of 14 of his 32 matches. He started including eight clean sheets and he was traded for $50,000 in game. 50000 Yeah, that's uh, that's that's not a lot. And an not average save percentage of 61.6%. So not great. No, no. And uh, I mean, obviously, we wish him well. I, I was kind of surprised to see him not get any more opportunities over the course of the 2021 season. Yeah. But now we will see him in Charlotte. And as I anticipate, we're probably going to see him thrive at this point. If Charlotte can build themselves a decent back line, I think Pablo is going to thrive in the uh, in the Queen City. Yeah, look, I, look, we all wish nothing but the best for Pablo Cisniega. I think that I echo the sentiments of both one Christian Philly Philemon to my left and the black and gold faithful, dare I say, the millions. And millions. Uh, that we need one damn keeper. One. <laughs> one consistent one. That's all we're asking for. When we have three, we have none. And now we only have one. One who actually started getting international recognition, though. He did. We were there, by the way. Or El Salvador for their international match at Bank of California Stadium when they took on Chile. Shout out to our buddy Ra. And by the way, Philly, we have some insider knowledge, and uh, it, it's going to be up to it's going to be up to LAFC Rich to make this one happen. But we do have some insider knowledge. If you come to see Corn at Bank of California Stadium because they have two tour dates in February, rumor has it they may be decked out in black and gold. Well, the one pl- maybe the one person that we do know that will be playing with them yes. is our good buddy Ra, who is the normally he's the bass player for Suicidal Tendencies. Yep. But our good buddy Ra, who like you said, accompanied us to the Chile game, and shout out to our buddy Albert for making that happen. Thanks, Albert. Um, Ra's going to be playing bass uh, on this tour for Corn because he toured with them over the course of the summer. And Ra's obviously a very big LAFC fan. He comes Huge. to a lot of LAFC games, yep. so we could see. The band Corn decked out in black and gold, and that'll be very cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Look, uh, I mentioned that we only have one keeper. Let's talk about real quick about the roster moves that LAFC announced. Other than all these trades and everything, they declined options on three players in the offseason. Danny Chrysostomo, Chrysostomo, it doesn't matter anymore. And then Alvaro Quezada. 
And of course, what, six foot six, the largest keeper to play for LAFC in our history, Jamal Blackman, the former Chelsea product, is also gone. So no Pablo, no Jamal. And look, I we, we know that Tomas Romero's family listens to our podcast. We know that Tomas on occasion listens to our podcast. The stats weren't great for Tomas at the end of the season. If you look at, is it FOTMOB, F-O-T-M-O-B? If you go to FOTMOB, his, his numbers weren't great. I think they were only better than one keeper, and that was FC Cincinnati's dumpster fire of a keeper that they had last season. Kenneth Vermeer? No, well, geez, God. Uh, more on <laughs> Kenneth Vermeer in a minute, by the way. Uh, I think he's, is he still, I think he might actually be retired, by the way. We'll talk about that. Or he, the game retired him, one of the two. Either way, man, I just can't help but look at the MLS Cup final and Sean Johnson and what it meant once they got Sean Johnson from Chicago and the arc in his career once he got to NYCFC and just started getting significant minutes. He was just given the keeper job and they said, all right, go for it. And not only did he win MLS Cup for the former fight in Philly NYCFCs, he also has national team experience now. And his career has taken a turn because he was given the job, he was talented enough, and he made the most of his opportunity. Matt Turner in New England. Matt Turner is as good of a keeper as exists in Major League Soccer and as exists in this country. Stefan Fry, once he came over from Toronto and was just given the job every day from Seattle. You look at some of these. You got Nick Raimondo, who has now been replaced by David Ochoa. And David Ochoa is young. He is dumb sometimes in keeper. But they're going to let him work it out. They're going to just let him play. We need to find a keeper at LAFC. Find a big name. Guys, throw out suggestions. Hit us up at Defenders of the Bank on Instagram and at Defend the Bank on Twitter. Tell us who you would like to see between the pipes. And please stop. Don't say Guillermo Cho. That's not going to happen. My, my, <laughs> You've been, why, why? You've ugh. been hoping for G- Gianluigi Buffon. Yeah, and I know you were salivating recently at the news from Fox Soccer. He that- mentioned MLS. He mentioned it. He's going to be 50 by the time he gets here. And I still want him. I don't care. Everybody else is like, Ugh, really? Gigi Buffon at 50 years old is the best we can do so far. Well, there sure. was the kid from from Poland that they were looking at who was, you know, yep. up there in age as well. Yep. Yes, I know you would uh you would uh I couldn't even imagine oh, the look on your face and the my mind. you would probably you would finally have a player's name on the back of a 1, kit. 1000%. I would own every LAFC keeper kit with Buffon on the back of it. Uh, maybe we should start a new hashtag. Hashtag bring back Booba. I don't know. It's alliterative. It sounds like fun. He never really got a shot. No, he didn't get a shot. He didn't get a shot at all. I mean, he was supposed to be our starting keeper. He got paid he got like hit. he was going to be our starting yeah. keeper. And, he got and he ended up being our one of our first departures. Yep. So Speaking look, of I, departure, Scarf, yeah. as of right now, from that inaugural 2018 season, until yes. we hear of the fate of Jordan Harvey, there's only three players left from that inaugural season. It's 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 Carlos. I've heard of him. It's it's Latif. Heard of him. And, and it's Jordan until we make the announcement that it's no longer Jordan. Well, and and you mentioned that he was allowed to become a free agent, Jordan Harvey, as as well as everyone's favorite player, Raheem Edwards. Uh, Jordan Harvey, Raheem Edwards, both allowed to become free agents, and they LAFC allowed the loan on Mitch Angelina to expire as well. Those were the six players that we did not pick up under contract, really hoping we bring back Jordan for one more season to at least have that veteran presence in the locker room. Of course, losing Edward Atuesta, you and I are both hoping, by the way, that at the end of Jordan's playing career, which might be sooner rather than later, he just jumps right onto the bench under whatever coach it is that, uh, whoa, I just had a crazy thought, Philly. Oh, no. What if we bring in Jordan Harvey as our next coach? 
Ooh, uh, no! How you can't give the, the the keys the keys to the Ferrari to somebody who doesn't even have a learner's permit yet? But but he's run our system. He's been in our system. Yeah, I get it, but I mean, system. he's got to have a coaching license at the very least. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. so right. so I, I mean, cra- it, it is a crazy thought. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. Look, it wasn't all losses for LAFC Philly. We actually have some good news to talk about here. We did pick up a couple options. One, Sebastian Abiaga. Happy to have that defender of the bank back in the fold. We always need players at center back, especially after the injury to Eddie Segura last year and what the heck happened to our team after Eddie came off the back line. Midfielder Bryce Duke, striker Danny Masovsky, and at least until July, Philly, Carlos Vela. At least until July, indeed. And a lot of people are going to ask, well, well, what happens after July? Great question. Well, potentially they restructure his deal to keep him around here longer. We know he loves L.A., but the big thing and the big caveat is, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to get hurt? Is he going to perform in the way that we anticipate and expect Carlos Vela to play? Is he going to want to stay after July? And that's the other aspect. So <laughs> we either restructure his deal for a longer term, maybe another like two, maybe three, I don't know, or or Vela walks. But then at that point, yes. we have a, a summer transfer window in which we, we have a DP spot open for the departure of Carlos. Yes. Uh, there's people out there that doubt this Fenerbahce loan is going to uh, trigger for Diego Rossi. Newsflash, folks. Diego Rossi's going to Turkey. And, and that's, and that's you're hearing it right and here. We, and we've got some info on Diego Rossi a little bit later and how he's doing at Fenerbahce. But also, Philly, you and I have both heard, and we're fine reporting this because we've been told by certain people, we've both heard that it's a, it's a loan to buy. Not alone with an option to buy, yep. right? That's that's what we. This heard, wasn't so. a Raito deal, right? Right. So and Rossi obviously playing a lot better for Fenerbahce than Raito did for Almiera. Yeah, except if you if you listen to the the cesspool that is Twitter of all those Fener fans, some of them are like, eh, he's not that good, me, me, me. dude. Well, the cesspool well, that is LAFC fans on Twitter is also <laughs> yeah. another thing. We will uh, we'll talk about Diego negative Rossi's echo chambers for sure. We'll talk about Diego Rossi's minutes in just a little bit, but Philly. You got to be kind of excited. Look, for those of you that listen to us, first of all, thank you so much for your support through 178 episodes. But one of the things you do know is that before becoming an LAFC supporter, and this is not a knock on Philly, I was a Seattle Sounders supporter before LAFC. I have no problem saying it. There wasn't a team before 2018 in Major League Soccer in Los Angeles. So what did you expect me to do? But that being said, Philly grew up born and raised, or at least, you know, born and lived most of his young adult life. In New York City and NYCFC from their inaugural season was Philly's team. So first of all, Philly, congrats sort of by proxy on NYCFC and they're winning a championship and and congrats on bringing Sebastian Ibiaga back into the fold because he was obviously a former NYCFC player. But this one's got to be kind of fun for you. Fresh off winning MLS Cup, LAFC has brought in Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. It was the day that they had their ticker tape parade in New York City. It was the first championship that the city of New York celebrated in over 10 years. NYCFC, I'm so happy for them that they won. And I'm very happy that they get to stick it to the Red Bulls for finally bringing a MLS Cup trophy to uh, to the city of New York. For those of you out there that are obviously within this LAFC community, NYCFC is basically the LAFC of New York. The Red Bulls are a team that have been around since 96. You could argue that they've been successful. Uh, that You can argue that they're this. You can argue that they're that. But they're, they're not New York City. Much like 
Carson is in L.A. Uh, so it's pretty much the same dynamic. So NYCFC winning is basically the East Coast equivalent of LAFC winning. And not shortly, like a couple hours afterwards, during that expansion draft, Ismail Tajiri Shradi was selected fifth overall in this expansion draft by Charlotte. And for those of you who don't know who that is or where that name came from, if you remember the NYCFC most, most game. Most likely from his parents. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you very much. You've been very nice to me. You've been very nice to me on this podcast, you know, accusing me of tooting when I wasn't tooting. You're, you're, you're just, you're just a very lovely, lovely friend. We're having fun. It's oh. our first time in forty-eight days. F- f- fair enough, but we've hung out uh, plenty. And so right. Oops, I messed that up. It's okay, lyrics are fun. Anyway, so for those of you who don't know who ITS is. ITS, Ishmael Tajiri Shradi, was the guy who killed us when NYCFC played against LAFC at the bank. He scored the 90th minute winner against us. That was one of those few games where we weren't in town. We were in Solvang then, watching it at some bar. With with Max Bredos. With. (laughs) Sorry. Don't blow up his spot. But yeah, so uh, he got drafted by Charlotte. So there was a trade in exchange for 400,000 in GAM. He uh, he was the fifth pick, but now his uh, his direction and his sights are being set for Los Angeles. The guy's been in uh, in the league for about four years. 84 regular season appearances for NYCFC. 49 starts. 4,385 minutes. 26 regular season goals. Five assists. He had 11 goals in his debut MLS season for NYCFC in 2018. He's a solid player. He's an attacking-minded player. And I feel that a lot of people in this community are going to get behind him because he yes. is a solid player. Yes. And he has scored goals at Bank of California Stadium before. The problem was it was never as a member of the black and gold, but we hope that's going to change in this 2022 season. So welcome to LAFC, Ishmael Tajiri Shradi, an MLS Cup winner. Yeah, look, young-ish, right? He's, he's definitely... They're all young compared to us, dude. I mean, that's true, but he's got a good five, ten more years left in Major League Soccer. You hit the nail on the head perfectly, Philly. He is an attacking-minded player <laughs> i'm so happy i hit the right button i was a little reluctant to do so he gets to the front of the net he finishes well he's gonna remind people a lot of maybe a danny musovsky diamande type player who who just knows how to put the ball in the back of the net he's also a bigger dude he, he definitely plays well at the front of the net i think it's gonna be a lot of fun for lafc fans to get to know him born in switzerland but he reps libya on the national team circuit but he has a green card so he'll be treated as a domestic player. So really looking forward to that. Philly, on the same day we traded away Pablo Cisniega, LAFC also brought in a new defender of the bank. And you guys know we love our defenders of the bank. The Argentinian Franco Escobar. He's been with Atlanta United since 2018, scoring the second goal for Atlanta in their 2-0 MLS Cup win over Portland in 2018. And according to many Atlanta insiders, Franco also apparently has the nicest eyes in MLS. That's that's true. I heard. So I'm friends with a bunch of people that are in Footy Mob and that are in a bunch of the other uh, uh, Atlanta supporters groups. And they're all like, oh, We lost Franco Escobar and his eyes. I don't even know. I I have nothing to compare it to. But here's what I am excited about, Philly. All of those fans, all of those supporters of Atlanta who were really upset to miss him for his eyes, they were also upset because they saw a ton of potential in this kid at right back. Look, that's something to note, right? He does. He plays right back. But with Tristan and both Raheem Edwards coming off of LAFC's books, 
it's pretty much Kim Moon Hwan and Franco Escobar at right back. And what I'm really interested to see, some of the rumblings that we've been hearing is maybe Kim Moon Hwan or maybe Franco Escobar get a little minutes at uh, midfield, which would be kind of interesting. And that five, three, two, five, two, I don't even know what it is anymore. Whatever. We don't have a coach. We won't know what it is for, yeah, for a while anyway. No, but this kid, this Argentinian kid, he played for Newell's Old Boys uh, in yes. the first division of Argentina's top flight league. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching Franco Escobar. I think this is a really, really good pickup. And again, LAFC, these these two pieces might not be starters, although we definitely gave up a good amount of money for both of them. Uh, they might not be starters, but there is a chance that with the depth that LAFC is going to need. Look, we mentioned it. We don't know, Philly, what's going to happen with Carlos Vela after July. We don't know what's going to happen with Brian Rodriguez. Maybe he'll get sold off at some point during the season. We we may need Ishmael Tajiri Shradi to step into a starting role. We don't know what's going to happen or how ready Eddie Segura is going to be for the start of the season. We're hoping for good things there. But, you know, that's where maybe Sebastian Abiaga slots in. That's where maybe we run a little bit of a different structure on the back line. So we'll need both Kim Moon and Franco Escobar on that side. I don't know. But this is really helpful for our depth. And I think these are two incredible additions, Philly. And again, you said it with Ishmael Tajiri Shradi. We'll say it again with Franco Escobar. MLS Cup winning experience. Heck, Franco Escobar scored the second goal in their win in MLS Cup. Yeah, so we have a bit of experience. I mean, the last time we had an MLS Cup winner on our roster was Stephen Bateshore. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we wish Stephen all the best. He, we miss you, Stephen. He had some success with uh, with Colorado. Let's see if he continues his uh, his time in Colorado. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to these, uh, to these new additions. Uh I'm going to be cautiously optimistic on things as far as the season is concerned because until we we, we hire a gaffer, we, we we don't know what the deal is, man. We we don't have a head. There's no head to the snake. We're we're basically a chicken without you know running around without a head. So until I, we know and solidify that, yeah, it's cool that we have these additions. It's cool that we've made all these acquisitions. It's you know cool that we have all these omissions and additions. But until we have a head coach. I don't know if any of this. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. Of course, it matters. It's stupid to say it doesn't matter. Jesse but I'm, Marsh, please. All right, okay. There's there's plenty of other names. Obviously, the millions. Million. Would uh, well, that would have been the time to press one of those buttons, but we oh. don't have it pre-recorded. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, Philly, we have another big addition to the LAC roster. I was going to say, you, I'm going to leave this one up to you, my friend. Oh, how so? There is a new panda. At LAFC. First off, first off, first off. In, yes. in, in my world, there is only one panda. That's why I said okay. new panda. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair Thanks. enough. So we we omit a Remy Martin Sorry, and Remy. we add a Savvy Panda. Savvy Panda replaces Remy Martin as our LAFC gamer. Now, I think Remy went to Houston. I know he's down in Texas. That's where he'll be continuing on with his um, with his FIFA career yeah sorry don't care but fair enough savvy panda which actually he shares not only a nickname with my wife he is also a registered nurse but he completed a career best um year of competition in which he finished fifth in the overall fifa rankings and fourth in north america after the 2021 fifa playoffs again he's a registered nurse this is his first professional gaming contract kind of cool to have a registered nurse named savvy panda uh, who was going to represent the black and gold? And yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on this one again. Savvy Panda, the name itself registered. I only know one Savvy Panda, so we'll see if the second Panda works out for LAFC because we know a Remy Martin didn't necessarily work out for Did us. Not. But uh, but a Savvy Panda, 
Potentially could. So and welcome to the that, black and gold family, Savvy Panda. He's got that cool McDonald's gaming room or whatever somewhere at Bank California Stadium or at the offices. I don't even know where that room is, but I want to go play in that. That looks that looks like it's lots of fun. Welcome, Savvy Panda. Philly, we talked a little bit about Diego Rossi at Fenerbahce, but do you mind if I if I give the uh, the listeners a little update on Diego Rossi at Fenerbahce? I mean, do I really have a choice? You do not. All right, so go on. So Diego Rossi has had quite the adventure over in Turkey since he was loaned to Fenerbahce in mid-September. He's played significant minutes for Fener in their Europa League matches as they finished third in their group, which means they were transferred to the Europa Conference League. And I had to look this up. I, I Now it, like there's a further rabbit hole that if you don't win the top two spots, then you move to this Europa Conference League. Look at this scarf learning about I, European I'm football. trying. This is a lot of fun. Now I get to follow Brazilian football over at Palmeiras. This is going to be great. The league, this with all this, the time you have, right? Right. <laughs> this Europa Conference League has 24 teams. Who do they have? Omar Gaber's former club, FC Basel. Lee Wynn's former club, PSV Eindhoven. Kenneth Vermeer's former club, Feyenoord. As well as Belgium club, Ghent. That's not Ghent, it's Ghent with a T. A.S. Roma. Hey, Forza Roma. Hey, Maccabee Tel Aviv, Celtic, Olympic de Marseille, and the Jamie Vardy party that is Leicester City. That's right. Those are just some of the big names that are playing along with Fenerbahce in this Europa Conference League qualifier. He's also had two goals and five assists in Turkish Super League play, though he hasn't scored since October 17th. Info that we learned from a great series of tweets from Vince LaRosa is that Rossi has played an insane amount of minutes in the calendar year 2021 in the 19 games that he played for LAFC he played the full 90 in all but three but that's not really accurate because he played 89 minutes in one and 82 minutes in another so really there was one match where he played 45 and it was the second half and then uh, that was the only one that he didn't play at least 82 minutes in he played over 1,650 minutes with LAFC. He's already played over 1,050 minutes with Fenerbahce, which means his minutes total of 2,711 minutes it's second only to Jesus David Murillo's 27.45, and no other LAFC player, Philly, was inside the top 100 of MLS players in minutes played. Rossi has played an insane amount of minutes this year. He would have finished, I believe, if I got it right, either 29th or 30th in overall minutes played in Major League Soccer this season. Fenerbahce currently sits fourth in the Turkish Super League on 32 points, 14 points behind the leaders through 19 of 40 matches this season. And I'll say it just because it's fun. Trabzonspor is the leader in the Turkish Super League. Philly, that's our Fenerbahce update. There's another player who I actually referenced along with Diego Rossi in our Twas the Night Before Christmas poem that we put on our on our YouTube page, YouTube at Defenders of the Bank. Make sure you check it out. Go to YouTube.com backslash Defenders of the Bank. Christian Ramirez has been killing it, Philly, in Aberdeen. Christian Ramirez, a beloved player. I say that very tongue-in-cheek <laughs> for the black and gold, but but a local boy nonetheless. Somebody who exactly somebody who we should have kept an eye on. He um he didn't score a lot for LAFC, and we defended him being a false nine on a number of occasions. He was a false nine whether he wanted to be or not. Yeah, and then he basically had a false career down in Houston because <laughs> he didn't do anything. Tab Ramos didn't utilize him whatsoever. Didn't he score twice in his first game and then like nothing happened? And then he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared. Would we see the end of Christian Ramirez? Oh, no. Nope. All that requires is a trip across the Atlantic into Scotland for Aberdeen, a, co- a team in which had a... Tremendous history yeah. when Sir Alex Ferguson was at the helm. 
And so Christian Ramirez is a very beloved player in Scotland. He's killing it. He's loving life. 11 goals, 4 assists in 27 matches across all competitions. And though Aberdeen has won 4 out of their last 5, they currently sit 24 points behind Rangers in 1st and 18 points behind Celtic. This is kind of a crazy turnaround because <laughs> Celtic was the one who dominated the Scottish Premier League. Right? And then now your know, Rangers are doing their thing. I mean, that's the world The world has gone back to normal in terms of those two battling each other. But anyway, they played 20 matches in what we believe can be up to a 38-match season. And, and, and Christian Ramirez... Finding his form, doing good things, scoring goals. They have songs for him. I, I'm happy. It's really cool. I'm happy to see him do his thing. Really I'm, cool. Obviously, we he 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 didn't pan out at LAFC. Not even a little. He he. We were hoping to have somewhat of the form that he displayed during his time at Minnesota United. Oh. But the fact that he's killing it in Europe, in Scotland. That is a pretty cool thing. I mean, he gets to play in the Ibrox. He gets to play at Celtic Park. He He's played in some venues that would, well, I'm sorry to say dwarf anything in Major League Soccer. So good for you, Christian Ramirez. Good for you, the local boy. Keep on killing it in Schottland. Yeah, really, really cool. Really happy for Christian Ramirez. The other thing that you notice, too, on social media... All he does is smile in all these pictures with Aberdeen, right? Like, <laughs> And now, look, it's not like he's going to put pictures of himself crying on the field, right, or anything like that. But it's just cool to see Christian Ramirez doing so well. We all we all really wanted it to succeed here in defender's land for uh, Christian Ramirez. It most certainly did not. Another player that we, we missed quite a bit once he left was Lee Wynn. And, and look, it, it might not have been a reality for LAFC to win a trophy this season, but crazily enough, Philly, somehow... Lee Wynn was on the receiving end of a trophy, not an MLS, but in the NWSL. In October, Lee Wynn signed on as an assistant coach with the NWSL's Washington Spirit, and lo and behold, they win the whole damn thing. Congrats to the Washington Spirit for winning the NWSL League title. And and Philly, I know the I know the I echo the uh, sentiments. Wow, minor stutter there. I know I the echo beer, the. the beer. The sentiments of Nina and Panda, the Angel City chicks, when I say we absolutely cannot wait to cheer on Angel City FC in March, the start of this year's NWSL season. I I don't believe, I'll have to double check, but I don't believe Lee Wynn had his contract extended past last season, but it's got to be nice. He joined on in October. They won a title in December, and that's it for Lee Wynn as a coach with the Washington Spirit. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't prompt me. With Lee Wynn scarf. With Lee Wynn? Yeah. Where did he go to college? I there it ah. is. Who, 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 who's there, there you go. It'll be the last time I say that in the year 2021. Will that be the case? Uh, on a podcast, yes. Okay. All right. Hey, Philly, actually, um, I, I gave you a couple of uh, small gifts today. One was a card of Victor Oladipo. What jersey was he in? Uh, number four, Indiana Hoosiers. See, so it wasn't the last time. Ten and two. That. Ten and two this season. Hey, that's great. It's better than uh, Syracuse, except... Oh, God dang it. Uh, except... Uh, I, I figured, by the way, everybody, we're going to ring in 2022 with an official statement from one Christian Philly Philemon. Uh, state I almost got away with this. I, Syracuse. You know, I'm, I'm such an idiot and a clown yeah. for even like mentioning any of this. Yeah. Damn I'm, you, Philly. Uh, yeah. So Syracuse, if, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Syracuse played Indiana this season. And in basketball, college in, in basketball, college basketball, which is the only sport that matters for those two colleges. Uh, Syracuse, not that's a not true. Indiana has the most successful college soccer program in the nation. Sure. You know what? I take that back. I apologize. You are correct. Syracuse also very good at lacrosse. It's the only revenue generating sport that people care about for those two colleges. Better stated. There you go. So we had a little wager 
that if Syracuse won the game, then Philly would have to read a statement about how Bobby Knight is an inferior coach <laughs> to Jim Beheim. And my, this is where this is the cue where I throw my chair so at you. And it's so great though because I've already written it out. It's beautifully oh, written. That'll be the next thing. Like waiting for you to wait, <laughs> waiting for you to write this out would probably be my saving grace. But oh, it's, you already, it's written already out. written out. It's great. I don't believe. It. I won't believe it until I see it. And then uh, if I lost, I would have to wear those candy striped pants, the red and white striped Indiana Hoosiers pants, and we would do something on social media. But lo and behold, I don't have to stretch out Philly's pants, giggity, because that sounds gross. Syracuse won. It was great. Double overtime. What what did it end like one twenty something craziness? That was stupid. It was close for a triple overtime. Syracuse could not find a way to win that game. They were up by four with like twenty seconds left, and then they absolutely pooped the bed. Well, just I, I I was in the middle of a Buffalo Wild Wings all by myself watching this game, and people thought I was a crazy person. I had like twelve different wings, two beers, and I was a crazy person watching this game. It was so much fun. So there'll be a little a little uh, reading from Philly on our first podcast of twenty twenty two. I hate you. Yeah, love you, buddy. Uh, Callum Malice. <laughs> Callum Malice, Philly. If you don't oh mind. boy, we, we mentioned speaking of Scott. Well, I was going to say we already brought up Scotland once. Speaking of former LAFC players coaching Philly. Congrats to inaugural team member Callum Malice on being hired at the Jesuit University Loyola Chicago. No way. Yeah. Hashtag shout out Sister Jean, 102 years young That's and right. still doing her thing. Right? How awesome is that? If you guys follow anything about March Madness, you guys have to know Sister Jean at, Jean, excuse me, at Loyola Chicago. Callum Malice has been hired as an assistant coach on the men's soccer team uh, a year after, by the way, coaching at Northwestern. So clearly he likes really, really cold weather if he's staying at Northwestern and Loyola, Chicago. Some Scotland, man. He, he retired from the uh, uh, the Austin Bold in 2019. Oh, much nicer weather there. Soccer, right? And he has been coaching in the collegiate ranks since. Just maybe someone to keep an eye on for the staff at LAFC. I don't know. He's coaching in college. He's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's. He's, what is it? Sowing his oats, we'll say. Hopefully not at college, actually. Maybe that was rip, rip, rip. Let's pretend Jared didn't say that. Philly. <laughs> is that an editable? Nah, we're good. All right. Philly. Yes. Now's the time. <laughs> I've, I've missed this. I haven't heard it for quite a while. Well, we might we might have to program <laughs> one of these buttons with that. But Philly, you must have been so happy when Major League Soccer announced their newcomer of the year. Yeah, of course, it was a beautiful thing that Chicho got nominated. Hey, this it was a beautiful thing. I like my pizza pie with the mozzarella and the gabagol. Hey, the mutts. Uh, this guy's got family was, like in Canada, and all of a sudden he thinks he's a New Yorker. Anyways. I do have family in Canada. Yeah, Quebec. Fa- <laughs> Utica. <laughs> That's New York. <laughs> White Plains. They sell pizza there just like they do in They, the they sell pizza in, 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 in Indonesia. That I, doesn't make it I just New York. love when Philly's New Yorker comes out. He's it's, like, hey, it, congratulations to the guy with the thing in the place, Vinny Bacigalup and Joey Bagadona. Hey, hey, don't thank job. me. Thank Flying Embers. Shout out to <laughs> Flying Embers. But hey, look, it's the holiday season. Yes. It was December. We have no doubt heard of the elf on the shelf. And in this case, break out your bongos because we got an award for Chicho. I was drinking something at the time. Arango. Exactly. Congratulations to him. <laughs> Trying Twen- to hydrate here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to clear up that voice, no doubt. Ugh. 2021 MLS Newcomer of the Year. And look, he killed it in all phases. Woo! The players vote, the media vote, the club execs. He absolutely obliterated everybody. And this bodes quite well for the young man from Colombia. The list of the last seven winners, Scarf. Big names. Sebastian Giovinco. Yep. 
Nico Ladero. Oh, he kills us. Miguel Almiron. He was real good. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oof. Carl's Gill. Good. Lucas Zelarayan. MLS Cup winner. And Chicho. Chicho Arango. Yeah, baby. Look, there's no doubt that Chicho deserved this award. He jumped ship from Millonarios, Millonarios where he, he led the Colombian division in, in goals scored. And in the short amount of time that he was with us, he played in, I think it was, what, 17 games. He had 14 goals. He had two assists. He killed it. Could you imagine if he had an entire season to contribute to the scoring line? This guy would have absolutely gotten the golden boot. He was obliterating keepers. And uh, we're really happy to see that he's coming back. Rumor on the street says he is beyond happy being in Los Angeles. We we saw photos of, uh, I guess he got married recently, so yeah, very cool. Congrats. Chicho's starting to post a little more on social media, so he's he's married with a kid. So ladies, hands off. But we've got Chicho, Chicho Arango. Congratulations to the 2021 MLS Newcomer of the Year. Yeah, more, more on Chicho as we discuss our prospects for 2022. But LAFC also has a U19 Academy squad, Philly, that, look, it's it's kind of like that meme with all the Spidermans kind of pointing at each other, right? Like, that could very well be the case in the U.S. Open Cup with LAFC and LAFC's U19 Academy squad because the squad moves forward in qualifying for the 2022 U.S. Open Cup. I want to say a big congrats to LAFC's U19s as they won the Western Conference of the UPSL, which is the United Premier Soccer League in the National Round of 32 qualifying. And if I read Twitter correctly, which was kind of a rabbit hole to go down trying to find UPSL stats, if I read Twitter correctly, they are slated to play FC Arizona of the NPSL, which is the National Premier Soccer League, in the round of 16 for the qualifying of 2022's Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. How awesome would it be? To have two LAFC teams in the US in the US Open Cup. And also yay, by the way, for the Open Cup actually being played this year after a two-year hiatus. Philly, very excited to have the US Open Cup played this coming season. So, all right, let's just say the U19s played the, the senior team. What do you anticipate happens? Uh, the senior team wipes the floor with them? See, I'm envisioning... A uh, for those wrestling fans out there, I am envisioning one of those Jeff Jarrett Hulk Hogan um, bash at the beach fiasco moments where one team absolutely falls on the ground and surrenders the title. That's what I am envisioning. That is my storyline going into a U19 LAFC with a senior team LAFC. Uh, Chicho Arango will have three goals against the U19s. Just Chicho Arango will not play. Disagree. I'm telling you right now. LAFC not only is going to beat the U19s if they play, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to create a little bit of you know controversy I, I think and have some fun. LAFC should go ahead and try to win the whole damn Open Cup. We got pretty close the first couple of seasons. Well, but. maybe they'll say, "Hey, U19s, we'll let you. We'll, we'll give you. We'll, we'll give you a two goal like a handicap, and we'll see what happens." <laughs> Look, LAFC shouldn't be giving anybody any goal handicaps for at least the next season. Or no, two. no, no doubt. I mean, we, we don't have a coach, so we're practically like operating handicap. You guys hear it came out again? He said, "Yeah, no, no, no doubt." Ah, Vinny So Philly, I'm really excited though for 2022 you mentioned one of the things that i'm excited for but i, I want to just one in light one of the things yes uh I, I want to enlighten our lafc faithful on a couple of things oh where have we, we haven't made very many signings what are we doing we haven't brought in a lot of big names first of all i love the two names that we brought in with ishmael tajuri shradi and franco escobar 
big names in terms of depth and talent. And I think they're going to fit in very, very well with whatever gaffer comes in. But I do want to mention three other additions that we are going to have this season. Addition number one, a healthy Eddie Segura. I don't think that, yeah, right? I don't think any player's importance can be overstated more than what it meant after we lost Eddie Segura on the back line this last season. We were a dumpster fire on the back line for much of it. And Eddie Segura coming back healthy is like adding a best 11 major league defender Major League Soccer defender, excuse me. And and we don't have to make a trade for him. We don't have to give up any gam for him. We don't have to do anything else. We just have to help him get healthy. Eddie Segura on that back line with Jesus David Maria. That is the combination that I want to see moving forward next season. With Sebastian Ibiaga there to help us out on the defense. We got Cheeky Palacios, Kim Moon Juan, Franco Escobar on the wings. We'll see what happens there. But Eddie Segura coming back is massive. Number two. A healthy, healthy Carlos Vela. There you go. A motivated, like healthy buttons. Carlos Vela, by the way, because Carlos Vela has at the least six months. And in those six months, he either needs to convince Antoine Griezmann to bring him over there, or he needs to convince Antoine Griezmann to come over here, or he needs to convince his next club that he's ready to still play in Europe if that's what he wants to do, or he needs to decide, you know what? The Lakers might have had a crap season. LAFC might have had a crap season, but I'm sticking with Los Angeles and I'm going to stay here for the next two, three or four years until I can get Antoine to come over here a little bit later. I think we're going to see a fully motivated, fully healthy Carlos Vela and that getting the best player in Major League Soccer back and getting his head back completely in the game is going to be massive. But the third thing, Philly, is what you mentioned that I am so excited about a 34-game regular season with Chicho. Chicho Arango. Oh, damn, I don't have the programmable button yet. Right? I am so... Philly, 14 goals in, what, 16, 17 games? Yep. That translates to 28 goals in 34 matches. Yep. The Golden Boot winner this last year had 19, 20, somewhere around there. Tati Castellanos from NYCFC. Shout out NYCFC. So we would have won the Golden Boot by eight? Chicho Arango? Eight? That's not even close. That's not even the ballpark. I can't wait to see an entire season of Chicho Arango. Yeah, I I, I love Chicho, and he's easily going to be the fan favorite, along with Latif Blessing. And we'll we'll, we'll see ah, if LAFC can bring in and make a splash for their gaffer. I mean, I think we're all going to be very optimistic of this season. Right now, there's a lot of negativity. Yep. Twitter's been a cesspool. I mean, Twitter's been a cesspool all freaking year long, but I, I'm tired, and we're going to go to resolutions, and I actually do have one when it, as Twitter is concerned, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. We, we don't know what the story is. We have a schedule. We know what our roster is going to look like. We have potential for some new additions. We have some DP spots, spots, slots uh, opening for us uh, eventually. Giggity. But until we know who's at the head of this Ferrari. Also giggity? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just rolling with the punches. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to be um, mildly optimistic. I don't even want to say cautiously optimistic. No, no. Cautiously optimistic is, is lesser than mildly, right? Mildly is a little bit better than cautiously. I'm going to go with their about on the same plane. All right, fine. So they might be synonymous with each other. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Until we get a gaffer, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But yes, if we're going to look back on this season, there was a lot of things that happened. We had Mark Anthony K. Depart from LAFC. 
Very polarizing figure in Mark Anthony K. We still wish him all the best. Yeah. We we see the departure of Diego Rossi to Fenerbahce. We see we see so many changes as far as our team is concerned. We no more Bob Bradley. Uh, no more Edward Atuesta. I mean, we have three players remaining again until oh, the Jordan Harvey no announcement. No more Raheem Edwards. Well, not not that's not official yet. Let's let, let's wait for that to really be the case. They let him walk. He was a free agent. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll see where he goes. Who knows? Away. Maybe. Well, I know, I know you want that. Away FC. <laughs> Away days FC. <laughs> I mean, Bob loved him, so he probably is going to end up on Toronto. Oh, but, um, God, again? But, but, but the highlight of this past season, without a doubt, was Chicho Arango. If it wasn't for him, we would have had no reason to be excited at the end of the season. We had an opportunity. But even if we would have beaten Colorado Scarf, let's remind the millions, and millions. that it wouldn't have mattered because well, everything else that we needed going our way no didn't help. happen. So we screwed ourselves in the middle of the season. And we finally got hot, but at that point, it, it was too late and things didn't go our way. The Vancouver tie kicked us in the junk, and that's pretty much how that ended. But but Chicho was an exciting thing, and we're going in to another season of Bank, at Bank of California Stadium. It's the year 2022. We're, we're what? Our five-year contract in our section is about to expire, so we're going to have to renew our contract with LAFC Scarf. That's kind of crazy, too, if you I think about it. I legitimately don't know how much longer my contract is or what's going on. All I know is the hurt that I feel at the 15th of every single month between both Angel City FC and LAFC right now is very, very real. Philly. I got that, too. I got I got the Rams. In you have the Ra- and you get to buy Rams playoff tickets coming up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Philly's going to eat nothing but like mac and cheese and ramen. Back to ramen, baby. But Scarf, we, we, we talked to the uh, we talked to the Defenders faithful for, yes, for quite a while right we now. Have. This is the last episode of 2021. Yes. Um, Before we do the resolution. Okay. Can okay. I ask you one question? Oh, crud. This, no, no, no. This is fine. This is uh, I just want to hear your take on this. So Eddie Segura comes back healthy. Right? Yes. Jesus David Murillo. Yes. Where does Mamadou Fall play? Ooh. I I don't even know it, if he starts. It, it all depends on the on the gaffer. We know. I that, mean, yeah, right? like that's that, that's that's the that's the. Do we start Sebastian Abiaga? Do we start Mamadou Fall? Do I'd rather we... I'd rather have Mamadou. I'm with you. Sebastian is a, is a solid as a solid presence off the bench. Five in the back, like most MLS teams are kind of going to right now. I mean, we'll see if we are tweaking. Keyword <laughs> tweaking this uh, this team. Then we're probably going to stick with a four three three or a five three two or. I don't even I don't even know, man. So like I, I can't even say who's gonna start because I don't know who the heck is gonna like write up the X's and the O's. I, I'm I'm starting on my phone, I'm starting a clock until the, the minutes until Gigi Buffon suits up for LAFC. I'm starting. I mean, you might be running that clock for a fairly long it, period it of time. Might run and, look, I will tell you this. If Gigi Buffon oh, makes it to LAFC Don't tease me. Um I'll pay for a quarter of your season ticket. Oh, you guys heard this on Defenders of the Bank. Oh my God! A quarter of one season ticket, now not you your entire mine. account. You said mine. I okay. got you. Yep. So that's my what. I, that's my bet. But but if that doesn't happen, then you buy me a beer. I mean, I mean, I, that, that, that's that's in your favor one way Absolutely. or another. I'll buy you one of those gross sour beers you like. Oh my God! So so scarf brought over this like papaya. It was good. No actually. no so, yeah it was a papaya beer. Yeah, papaya. I like the sours, but let's put it this way: if you ever watched the Looney Tunes cartoons where Daffy Duck was uh was uh you know a sheriff, he rolls into town, he meets with this 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 I don't know what do you want to call it an outlaw, and he drinks this crazy concoction, and his like hat flips up. That was this stuff. Oh God, it was awful. Don't ever bring or don't ever drink 
um, papaya sours. Ugh, gross. Was, I actually didn't mind it all that much, but that's okay. All right, Philly. Yeah. You had mentioned you wanted to do some resolutions. Yes, you first. Grace before beauty. All right. Resolutions. All right. So are we going to throw like back and forth? How many, how many are we doing each? What do you want to do? You want to do two each? You I mean, like, do... This is our last pot of the year. And if people are sticking around for this long, then they're going to stick around until the end anyway. So it doesn't right. matter. Well, I've got. As long three... as we're not here for another hour. No, right? we, we won't be. I've got three that I've thought of. All right. We talk about resolutions for 2022. And the first of which Defenders Nation. Let me peel back the curtain on Defenders. Uh, the, the, the world that is Defenders of the Bank here. We've been talking about a website for a little bit, <laughs> and, and and I and I want to let everybody know, in no uncertain terms, it's Philly's fault. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it is definitely. Oh, oh that's what. Ha- that's what happens when you use your Philly, feet instead of your hands. Philly has to now sanitize the roadcaster because he pressed buttons with his feet. I mean, it's in my house. Why do I have to sanitize it? I didn't step in poop. I don't want to touch your foot button. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made himself sick on oh that one. Oh my god, that was a lot. All right. So it, it's been on me that the website hasn't happened. And I'm gonna I'll peel back the curtains, like I said. It's it's been a rough last six months for the uh friendly neighborhood scarf. There's been a lot going on. There's still kind of a lot going on, I'm not gonna lie. It's been uh it's been tough. And, and like I said at the beginning of Twas the Night Before Christmas, the LAFC version, in, in many ways, 2021 was just as tough, if not tougher, as 2020. It just I think it's in, in different ways rather than the same. And as we all kind of struggle or thrive somehow in this pandemic, I will say that in no uncertain terms, it is Scarf's fault that the website has not been up. So luckily, I have a meeting on the 30th with our, our buddy who's helping us with the website. Your buddy. Yep. I've got a meeting and I am planning on finalizing everything for the website on the 30th. So the, the first resolution, and again, I'm admitting this to, to defenders nation to the millions and me really, really (laughs) and and millions and millions. Fine. fine, That, uh, you know what? It's, I can't wait because it'll mean that you guys all get to partake in some merch. If you would like, you get to, uh, to have a little fun on our website. We're going to do a lot of things. We're going to build some cool stuff into the website, but resolution number one, and this falls solely on the shoulders of scarf. And I'm putting it out there so that hopefully you guys will also hold me accountable out there in defenders nation that we make it happen. It has been, uh, I'll say it. It's just been a rough 2021. So uh, it'll happen before my, my, my goal is obviously before the new year, but please keep help. Keep me accountable out there because that is my number one by far resolution. The website. Okay. So, um, are you are you gonna we're gonna oh we're going tit for tat yeah you're, you go go for it give me give me your first resolution okay so I don't believe in New Year's resolutions per se I believe in life goals and so I don't the the lose weight thing that is these are all things that like you know you should be doing anyway along the lines of brushing your teeth why'd you look at me when you said lose weight no I was looking at my <laughs> own shadow no dude look I look did you see the post that my wife put on social media it was a photo of Jared Leto celebrating his 50th birthday and she put like oh this is 50 with a question mark and like a woo woo wow wow kind of a thing and I'm like if this is what she anticipates, I'm in a whole heap of trouble. Now, granted, I'm not gray. I still have some hair, but I don't have ripped abs. I'll be the first to tell you that. I could probably put down a beer or 20 uh, on these tailgates. 
Oh, all right. Maybe I'm already you, thinking you about have. my resolution. You have. I have, but it's like I don't lose. I don't cut weight the same way I do, and I work out like a madman. Anyway, that's besides the point. The thing that I that I did a lot over the course of this year, and even though I didn't like respond to it, I fell into so many rabbit holes of negativity with LAFC Twitter. There's so many times that I read comments that were portrayed, and I'm not even going to mention any names because I just I don't want to give them any credit, but there's so many negative comments that popped up on, on LAFC Twitter, geared towards us, geared towards our friends at 110, geared towards Vince. And I would find myself going down this rabbit hole and just getting angry, writing paragraphs of things like filled with venom and, and facts and hate. And I realized, what am I doing? Why am I even on here why am i falling down this rabbit hole so one thing that i want to make sure that i do is to not fall into any negativity for those of you who listen to us okay and that you've been with us for a long time we certainly appreciate that we certainly know for a fact that there's people out there that don't particularly care for our level of optimism and i don't care the people that don't they're miserable in their own rights let them deal with their own cesspool of bs but i will not fall victim to anybody else's BS other than my own. So that is my resolution. I do not give a crap about what negativity goes on Twitter. I'm staying the hell away from Twitter and I'm leaving you to manage that account. (laughs) Yes. And that was something we spoke about uh, a couple of months ago or so now. Yes, I am officially just taking over LAFC Twitter uh, as as much as I possibly can, which is going to be a lot of fun. I've already kind of enjoyed it. Resolution number two for the scarf. And this kind of ties in hand in hand with resolution number one, but I think this is going to be something that I really enjoy. Over the course of the 2022 season, my goal is to write more. Uh, I have always wanted to post articles and to you know give my thoughts a little bit more on LAFC, the black and gold community, all kinds of stuff. Uh, whether that means giving somebody else the platform to have a voice on our website and them writing something or, or writing it myself, I think that... I am really looking forward to hopefully being able to write more so that you, it's not just about getting inside the mind of the scarf, but it's about having another set of opinions out there. Uh, we, we've got surprisingly very few that are written in uh, in a way that I feel like speaks to the average fan. And that is something that I've always uh, proclaimed myself to be. I don't have a soccer background. I haven't grown up playing the sport. I am born and raised here in Los Angeles. I played for the most part baseball, volleyball, and then swimming and water polo all through high school and a little bit of college as well, and loved every minute of my time as an athlete, which has certainly passed me by. But that being said, I have fallen in love with this sport, and I feel like, as Philly knows, I have grown to love so much more about this sport because, as he even mentioned on this podcast here, I've fallen down the rabbit hole several different times for finding different leagues, finding different competitions, finding different clubs, finding different players, finding different reasons to love this game. And I think that would be really fun to be able to write a little bit more coming from the opinion and from the stance of I'm not a soccer guy. I'm not Vince LaRosa or Tom Bogert or many of these other pundits out there that are incredible at what they do. I'm just your friendly neighborhood scarf and I can't wait to be able to write some more just to kind of get some things out so you guys can hear our opinions on things. Philly, I'm sure, is going to write as well, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But my second resolution, Philly, is to write a little bit more, to to maybe you know sharpen those chops a little bit more than I have over the last couple of seasons. 
All right, I appreciate and respect that. That's and and you should because between the two of us, obviously, you having you're you're the teacher. You look for these kinds of things. You, you make fun of all my notes all I the like time. Homework. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I don't. That's why I didn't. I decided to forego law school. Uh, I didn't want to do homework for the rest of my life. But one thing I do enjoy is jumping in front of a camera and, and doing things, acting things out with reels. I realized that we can, uh, well, let's put it this way. We can market ourselves and promote ourselves to, to a lot more people. That simple, um, that simple me hiding a galaxy t-shirt got more, more views than pretty much anything we posted on, <laughs> on, on defenders in quite a while. So more reels, more YouTube. So it's scarf takes over the website and a lot of the writing. I want to take over YouTube and I want to create a channel in which we actually have more fun things that we do behind the scenes, us at games, simple little things that brings you into the world of defenders of the bank. Cause you obviously you hear it, but we'd like you to see it in addition to creating more video content and you know what? Maybe I'll save this for the third one, but I really feel... No, you know what? I'm going to save it for the third one. So more video content is something that I really want to focus on, and it'll tie into my third resolution, but you're up next. All right. So this is my this is my third, and I'm going to make this my, my final resolution. It's to try and experience more football in the United States and, and anywhere else around the world this year. For... Anybody that listened, I think I mentioned this. Oh, the stadium tour. On the podcast. Not just that, but I think I mentioned this right around the start of the pandemic, which was obviously March of 2020, which is crazy that we are coming up on, what is that, eight, what, 21 months of the pandemic now? We are three months away, basically, from oh my it being gosh. two years of the pandemic. In 2019... You kind of put an idea in my head as we were talking at the end of the season. So I said for 2020, which was now two seasons ago, I wanted to see 100 clubs in the year, 100 different soccer clubs. And up until pandemic, and and I included, by the way, you and I got to go see a high school state championship with my high school, Loyola, playing in the championship, which was kind of fun. Are you going to incorporate indoor soccer as well? Absolutely. I look you, if anything, Philly, you have opened my eyes to the world of different types of football out there, whether it's beach soccer, whether it's futsal, whether it's indoor soccer. It's this game. You can learn so much from just attending one match, whether that's the OCSC Phoenix Rising Western Conference USL Championship that I attended in 2019 or whether that's something incredible like the Boca River Plate Derby or whether that's something like you know, the MLS Cup final, whatever it might be. My goal for 2022, and I don't know that this will be possible yet with the state of the world that we are in, but my goal is to see 100 clubs in the year. And and yes, you know what? That does mean that I'm going to have to make some sacrifices on some other things. But you know what? There are so many clubs that play just in Los Angeles. We just mentioned two leagues, the NPSL, the UPSL. We've obviously got uh, the USL. We've got the new league coming up, the MLS Next League that's starting. We've got Major League Soccer. We've got clubs that come in from around the world to play friendlies and to play other matches throughout the course of the year. Why not? We are in the absolute hotbed of football in the United States, Los Angeles, California. What better place to go see club after club after club. I really want to try and I'll document this. Don't worry on Instagram for defenders of the bank. I I want to see how close I can get to seeing 100 different clubs in 2022. 
Hopefully, uh, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Obviously, if you start incorporating... I mean, you'll probably be with me for most of this. Well, yeah, no doubt. And obviously, if you're incorporating indoor, I mean, hopefully you and I are taking a fun trip to Kansas City here in January. Utica City FC, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I mean, that counts as a club. Obviously, the Ontario Fury counts as a club. And folks, hit me up about indoor soccer. It really is a kick-ass sport to watch live and in person. You come to one match, you'll fall into a rabbit hole the same way I did. Um, and then who knows, lo and behold, you'll start a podcast and create a broadcasting career. Really crazy, but that's a whole different story. Um, one idea that I'm flirting with, I don't necessarily know if I want to make it a resolution. If we're talking about does resolutions, your, does your wife know about that? Ah, I mean, she knows everything because, well, that's <laughs> what happens in a, in a good trusting marriage. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, let me ask you this before I go in. God. Is this resolution as far as this pod is concerned or resolutions in general? I mean, throw it out there. Well, all right, fine. I'm going to throw it to I, mean, I have like no voice left, so throw it out there. I mean, look, here's, I mean, I took on a broadcasting career within Ontario. So obviously one resolution I, I have is I want to be the best darn broadcaster in that league. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm making my, 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 my presence felt. I'm making some headway and I'm getting recognized. So I just want to be the best darn broadcaster that I could possibly be, period. Not just in indoor soccer, period. And, and I do want to mention your, your color partner there, play-by-play, Jonathan Reimer. You guys are an incredible team together, too. And what's nice is that uh, I've seen the rapport. I've heard the rapport of you guys. You guys have gotten uh, infinitely better than your very first call. And it's been a lot of fun to hear how you guys have developed as a team. So I think it's not just, I mean, you obviously, look, you're, you provide a lot of what goes on on the broadcast, but it is so much fun to hear Jonathan and you and how you guys play off of each other. Um, I, and, you know, we mentioned it. Look, you you initially offered me the gig. And, and I do appreciate it. I just had, when Philly knows how right I was now at the time, he wasn't super happy when I said this, but I just, I don't know. No, I was pretty uh, pissed at him to yeah, be honest. I, I don't have the bandwidth. I just didn't have the time on my plate. Um, but you and Jonathan are absolutely killing it. So nothing but the best on this. So I, I full wholeheartedly uh, support this resolution. No, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's been fun. We've had, we've had a lot of fun with it. Obviously we, we've talked about that, uh, but we, we continue to like grow defenders and we'll see where it goes with that as well. So yes, I being the best darn broadcaster I can is one resolution. And one thing that I'm kind of playing around with and defenders, if you're listening to this, if you made it an hour and a half into this freaking long winded podcast, thank you. Um, let us know if there is an overwhelming demand for this. I will work on creating a Twitch channel in which you can actually peer into us in a live setting. It might be kind of crude. It might be, well, maybe a little less family friendly. Well, we or maybe we'll just become better human beings and not. As, <laughs> but um, old dogs and new tricks. Something about that. I don't know. But, but I, I, I think we need to go out, go with a Twitch channel. But I won't do it unless there is an overwhelming demand. So I'll, I'll throw that out there on this podcast. If you guys want it, we'll do it. And I'll also throw it out as a poll on social media. If if y'all want it out there, you want to see a Twitch channel with Philly and the Scarf, even after a long tailgate slash game day, we'll do it for you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll happily do it for you. We'll be nervous beyond reason <laughs> because there's a lot of things that happens behind the scenes that y'all should never know about. Uh, family friendly, of course. But that, that would be my resolution. If y'all want it, we'll work. I'll, I'll, I'll manage the YouTube and the Twitch channel. There we have it. One last thing, Philly, I want to I want to ask you a question about, because I know my answer because I'm very excited about this. Uh, okay. Is there a sporting event in 2022 that you are looking forward to that has nothing to do with the black and gold with Los Angeles Football Club? <laughs> Well, two, um, and I'll and I'll say one that we referenced earlier. I love my New York Islanders, even though they're you know crap right now. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them on February 26th at Crypto.com. 
weird at the crypt. At the crypt. Hopefully, you know, the Islanders bury the Kings at the crypt. Oh, I know that's not going to go well no, with a lot it. of people. They, they lost 4-1 last time. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to the Super Bowl, folks. <laughs> I am. And it's not because I paid for the ticket. It's because my wife is the Rams fan of the year. How did that happen? I nominated her. And over like 70,000 people, she was selected. So SoFi Stadium, Super Bowl, Panda and I are going to be there. We have... A hotel paid for, par- transportation, the parties. Scarf and, and, and Nina, no doubt, are going to be hanging out in the hotel chilling with us. But <laughs> yeah, we can't afford to go to the game, that's for sure. Dude, I couldn't afford to go to the game. Like My deposit per seat was 6500 bucks. Deposit? That wasn't even the cost of the ticket. There's no way I was going to do that. But thankfully, Panda is the Rams fan of the year. And I'm not just saying that. There's videos of it. We had Victor Cruz over our house, like, you know, congratulating her. It's It's been It's been crazy. So, needless to say, like, I've been a Ram season ticket holder since 2018, but thanks to my beautiful wife and obviously, you know, our season ticket membership, we're going to the Super Bowl, baby, and hopefully the Rams are too. Look, last time they went to the Super Bowl, Johnny Hecker was the best player on the Rams, so hey. Oh, yeah, we'll, it was... It we'll, was see, we'll see what happens. It was such a boring first it half. It was awful. The whole game was terrible. And, but, of, course, and of course, your favorite human being yeah, of all time. the greatest living American. We, we had to one last time. Sorry, Punk. I had to. I couldn't end this year without one of those You think references. Punk made it to the one hour and 35 minute mark on this I, one? That's I don't awesome. know how many will I have. So. I kind of hope so. We got to figure out how like, the uh, the statistics works and see. Like <laughs> you, can, you can listen to an episode, but if you make it through the whole thing, we need to figure out if that's a, a, a thing that we could figure it out. Right. Uh, so I, I've got one as well, and it has to do with my Christmas present to my father. Um, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. My dad, uh, former Navy, uh, I guess he's still a Navy veteran. Um, he served in the Navy over the course of the Korean War and a couple of other things as well. And every year we have a tradition and I, I stop everything else that I'm doing. And I don't really care about what's going on in the world other than hanging out with my dad and watching the Army Navy game. And this last year, my dad and I were watching it. It was in New York at MetLife Arena. I think it's MetLife. It is MetLife. Get Met, it pays. Yeah. And it was there because it was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So they had an incredible flyover. They had this great whole video tribute and everything else. And my dad, you know, he's not getting any younger. My dad is 79. And it is, both of his knees need some replacing. Uh, he kind of reminds me of, you know, Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Oil can. He just, <laughs> you know, he needs to get uh, needs to get his knees fixed. And there have been a couple of times over the last few years, COVID notwithstanding, that he unfortunately couldn't come to a couple of sporting events because his, his knees hurt or his back hurt or whatever it might be. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking my dad. We're going. He will be 80 years old by the time we get to the game. But we are going to the Army-Navy game in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at, uh, what is it, Lincoln Financial Fieldhouse, right? At the link? Uh, Philly, uh, yes. It's, yeah. it's Lincoln, correct. I, I can't wait. It is something that also, by the way, gives my dad something really cool to look forward to from now until December 10th, 2022. Um, my dad loves watching Navy football. He loves watching Notre Dame football, too. So bleh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit, but that's fine. Um, but I am so excited to be able to take my dad. And and look, I'm going to have to take a couple of days off. It's going to cost me way more money than I wanted to. But those are memories that you just can't replace. And the thing that you and I, Philly, have talked about so, so much over the course of this pandemic in these last holy hell 21 months... <laughs> is that there have been so many memories that have been taken away from people. Memories that you can't have shared, whether it's the elderly relatives and friends in your life, or whether it's the newborn friends and relatives in your life, or whether it's anybody in between. There have just been so many memories that this damn pandemic has taken away from people. And 
you know, you continue Philly to look at the world with this glass half full perspective over and over and over again. And it's pretty inspiring. And it's one of the things that really led me to want to buy and to make this happen. The army Navy game with my dad, December 10th, 2022. Um, it's, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I, I just urge all of you out there. It has, it doesn't have to have anything to do with money or, or resources or whatever. It has to do with time, right? We, we, we don't know that tomorrow is guaranteed. We don't know that next December 10th is guaranteed, but we can always look towards the future with that optimism. And uh, dude, you get to go to the flipping Super Bowl, which is a once in a lifetime deal. And you know what? Unfortunately for my dad, because I, I don't know that we're going to make too many more trips across the country to, to Philadelphia to see the Army Navy game again. But this is at least the first time in his lifetime that he's going to get to do this. So I'm really, really excited. No, that's that. super cool. And I appreciate you saying what you said. I mean, I've always been a firm believer in the fact that I don't like buying things as, as gifts. I don't ever really buy my wife things. I like buying experiences because that's something you can take to the grave with you. No one cares about the PlayStation or the handbag or the shoes or the this or the that, but the experience is what makes life worth living. Nobody cares if you're the richest man in the cemetery. Nobody cares. You know, he who dies with the most toys dies anyway, but I'd rather be rich in experience as I know you would be. And yep. as I know everybody yep. else would be. So you going out there to Philly to... <laughs> Well, not from where I'm from, but but to experience it, you know, you get to go to like have a legit Philly cheesesteak to go experience that. I'm excited for you. That that's a very cool thing, and and that's that's what we should all strive for, like experiences. That's what we need to focus on is experiences. Things come and go and get shelled, but experiences are forever. They are infinite. They are not finite, and you can't throw them in the go- in the garbage or in the closet. Yep. So that being said, defenders. As we approach 2022, put something on your calendar that you get to look forward to. Put something on your calendar that you get to be excited about, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's months from now, whatever it might be. Put something on your calendar. If you don't have something in mind, if I said that and your mind didn't immediately go to, oh, hell, yeah, it's this or it's that. Well, now you've got some homework from the teacher here at the scarf. Hmm. You got to find you got to make, you have to manufacture, you have to call someone, you have to pick up a phone, you have to text someone, you have to tweet at someone, whatever it is that you need to do to make something happen. Because Philly gave you his, and it's flipping cool. And, and I gave you mine, and it's also pretty flipping cool. And I'm not saying it's got to be better than going to the Army-Navy game or going to the Super Bowl, but it's got to be something. Put something out there that makes you happy. Put something out there, and hell, it could be the first tailgate at LAFC, right? Just circle something and look forward to it. Because I can promise you that between now and whenever that event happens, there's going to be crap that happens in your life. There's going to be great things that happens in your life. Look, from all of us out in Defenders Nation to you out there listening, and you've made it an hour and 41 minutes or so, we love doing this for you. We love being a part of the fabric that is the LAFC community. We love being a voice that you guys sometimes like to listen to. We love being a voice that some of you listen to and go, those guys suck. I hate those guys. Can't stand those guys. I'm so pissed at those guys. I love those guys. I want to hang out with those guys. I want to buy a beer for those guys. We will take it. Either way, we love this. And whether you like it or not, we're probably going to be doing it for another 178 episodes. We're definitely going to be doing it for all of 2022. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a ride. It's going to be a good time. And I wouldn't do it with anybody other than the man sitting directly to my left, the voice of the Ontario Fury, Christian 
Philly Philemon. There is no defenders without a scarf. There is no defenders without a Philly. And my commitment to you guys is that there will continue to be a Philly in the scarf. For every podcast that comes through, that's cool. God bless you. Welcome to the Black and Gold Pod fam. Obviously, you still have work to do to, for us to even consider you part of this. <laughs> that's uh, not true. We love them all. One episode means you're part of it. For those that have stuck with us from day one, appreciate you so much. And you know what? Even those that have started surfacing up lately, the haters, the people that think we're too optimistic or we're too in bed with the club and we don't want to lose our perks. Uh, Wait, we get you. perks? Yeah, exactly. We get perks. <laughs> like, you know, we, we pay for our perks and we work our freaking tails to the bone with this freaking podcast. But I will say this, and there's a quote I came across recently that makes me appreciate and love even you haters out there. And it goes as follows. If you can't handle... People talking-ish about you, you're not ready for success. And my New Year's resolution is I'm ready for success. So if there's haters out there that want to talk crap on Philly and the Scarf, by all means, we welcome it. It just means we're only getting bigger and badder than ever, and that's exactly what's going to happen in 2022, whether you like it or not. LAFC is going to be back in black, and we're going to be back and ready to attack. I can't wait for 2022. We're going to have some unbelievable experiences, and hopefully we're going to have some positive things to talk about as far as our club is concerned. Yo, Philly and the Scarf are going to hit 200 in 2022. One other podcast has done that. Shout out Heart LAFC. Look, doing this isn't easy. It's time consuming. You got to do your research. Any knucklehead can turn on a mic and crack open a beer and chat. But staying consistent, that is the challenge. Philly and the Scarf have done that and they will continue to do that. On the road to 200, on the road to an MLS Cup. That should be our moniker for 2022, my friend. I love it. If you have anything negative, it's at D-O-T-B underscore <laughs> uh, If you have to say anything negative at all. Uh, no, honestly, that's it. we are so looking forward to absolutely kicking some ass and taking some names in 2022. Breaking hearts and setting trends. I love it. And you guys, this is the last time we're going to do this for 2021. You guys know how we like to end all of our episodes and our last episode of the year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.